Please be seated. For those of you who are visiting the seminary this morning, watching the equipment and the various things that happen out by the cross is one of the pleasures of Christ Chapel. <laughs> Don't think I've ever seen a vehicle quite like that before. Black history is American history. Black history is church history. Black readers of the Bible belong to the great cloud of witnesses, the community of readers in the world in front of the biblical text. This feast of Frederick Douglass brings questions before us and a challenge. Born a slave in 1818, Frederick Douglass became one of the most important intellectuals and social activists in United States history. He converted to Jesus Christ in the African Methodist Episcopal Church at age 14. And he, as many enslaved people did, came to education and to faith through reading, reading the Bible first, and then reading everything else. He writes in his autobiography, I remember the first time I ever heard the Bible read, and from that time I trace my first desire to learn to read. I was over seven years old. My master had gone out one Sunday night. The children had gone to bed. I had crawled under the center table and had fallen asleep when my mistress commenced to read the Bible aloud, so loud that she waked me. She waked me to sleep no more. I have found since that the chapter she then read was the first of Job. I remember my sympathy for the good old man and my anxiety to learn more about him led me to ask my mistress to teach me to read. After he did ask his mistress to teach him to read, the, enslave, the enslaver, his master, said this, If this one should ever be taught to read the Bible, there will be no keeping him a slave. Keep that picture in your mind of that young man asleep under the table, hearing the Bible read, awakening him to reading, to the world beyond his slavery, and to eventually Christ. Frederick Douglass escaped slavery at age 20. He educated himself and joined the abolitionist movement. He went on speaking tours sponsored by the American Anti-Slavery Society. Always he was in danger of being recaptured and re-enslaved. Eventually, his freedom was bought so that he could not be recaptured. Frederick Douglass was an astute observer of Christianity in America, and he was a critic of it. He observed a Christian nation 
built around the enslavement of human beings. And this is what he writes. What I have said respecting and against religion, I mean strictly to apply to the slaveholding religion of this land, and with no possible reference to Christianity proper. For between the Christianity of this land and the Christianity of Christ, I recognize the widest possible difference, so wide that to receive the one as good, pure, and holy is of necessity to reject the other as bad, corrupt, and wicked. To be the friend of one is of necessity to be the enemy of the other. I love the pure, peaceable, and impartial Christianity of Christ. I therefore hate the corrupt, slave-holding, women-whipping, cradle-plundering, partial, and hypocritical Christianity of this land. Frederick Douglass was a critic of Christianity in America. And the challenging question that his feast day brings to us today is how would we observe and evaluate the Christianity of today in America? For there are things we don't see, things we forget. The enormous number of incarcerated people in our prisons, the criminal justice system that disadvantages, and that's an understatement, black people. Brian Stevenson's haunting question, how to be Christian, how to have a Christian identity in a punitive society. All these questions about Christianity in America are still very poignant and few of us have the courage to ask them as starkly as Frederick Douglass did. And his challenge, the challenge he brings us is related to his being an interpreter of the Bible. Remember what his Master said, if this one were to read the Bible, he would not be a slave very much longer. Even Frederick Douglass's master recognized the subversive, liberating impulse of this book. Even of a book that says, slaves, obey your masters. And even a book that was the Bible, literally, of the pro-slavery movement. The Bible that was used to justify this system of oppression and slavery. So Frederick Douglass and other writers of memoirs and black interpreters of the Bible, former slaves, read the Bible with this sense of a liberating hermeneutic. The release of Israel from slavery in Egypt the desert blooming with flowers and being filled with pools of water, this exodus that's echoed in the gospel reading from the Gospel of John, 
The sense of Jesus being in solidarity with his brothers and sisters in every respect. That beautiful Hebrews reading. Suffering with them. Knowing everything they knew. So as to liberate them from those who were enslaved to the fear of death. Slaves, of course, had more to fear than death. Jesus Christ in solidarity with sisters and brothers, becoming their great high priest. And the discourse of freedom in Paul. Freedom equals life, and slavery equals death. Now, Paul was not a favorite writer of the formerly enslaved black readers, and that's a subject for another seminar a different day. Uh, But Paul uh, is also the apostle of freedom, and that's the way Frederick Douglass and his colleagues read him. And finally, the Eucharist, as a recapitulation of the Passover event of liberation and redemption. Frederick Douglass's feast day challenges each of us to be proclaimers of the good news of Jesus Christ. Reading this complicated, uh, ambiguous, uh, complex text, this scripture, and reading it for freedom, for life, reading it to hear the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, and employing this rich uh, universe to speak a word of prophecy, a word of critique, and a word of hope to the Christianity in our land. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia.